My name is Chris Padgett, and this is Citizen Salem, and I've decided now is the time to bring back an interview podcast when nobody wants to be in the same room with another person at the same time. I've made better decisions. Uh, I have plans, though. I'll reveal those later. So I had emailed Bob Mulligan at the Salem Police Department in the latter half of last year about talking to Chief Butler, and he said, we would love to do it. Just let's you know figure out when. And then haunted happenings happened, and then I moved, and then it was Thanksgiving, and then it was Christmas, and then it was New Year's, and I'm like, you know what? We should probably line this up. So I emailed Bob again, and he said, let's do it. And then the coronavirus happened. This interview happened literally moments after Bob handed me two bottles of Salem Police Department branded hand sanitizer. There is a separate conversation about the coronavirus I posted a little over 10 days ago. That's available on YouTube and on the Facebook. Um, But this is the actual conversation with Chief Butler about Chief Butler. Chief Butler, thanks for joining me for uh, Citizen Salem. I really appreciate your time. Uh, I haven't done this in a little while, so I apologize if I'm a little rusty. Um, Everyone gets asked the same three questions. We'll start easy and work our way up to hard. Oh, I'm looking forward to the third one then. Okay. (laughs) You like the challenge. Um, If somebody saw you walking down the street, how would they know you? How would they know me? Yeah. Um, They probably wouldn't um, unless they knew me already. You don't think you're a publicly recognizable figure? I don't know. I've had this situation where um, from when I first was appointed as the chief here in Salem Uh that I've changed my hair color. (laughs) Um, and you know, that was, it was strategically done purposely because of, um, you know, not wanting to color it as often, but, uh, yeah, I know that has thrown some people. Oh, funny. Yeah. So you are the chief of police. How long have you been the uh, chief of police of Salem, Massachusetts? Five years. And had ridiculous question, but how do you think it's going so far? How do you feel about being the chief of police? It's go. I think it's going well overall. Um, I, I like some of the things that we've been able to put into place. Um, mm-hmm. I, I like when I can go to a neighborhood meeting and, you know, and I have, you know, people saying that they feel safe. That, those are the things that, that we want to be able to do. Um, that's sort of that's sort of my benchmark. It's not how many how many people I put out there, how much money we spend doing it. Tell me how you feel in your neighborhood, and that's that's my benchmark on on how we um, determine whether we're doing things right or we're not. Um, in addition, we run the Citizens Police Academy, and then we have Citizens Police Academy, too, as well. What is that? So we actually go through 10 weeks, and we actually talk about um, sort of what the police department does. How do we do it? You know, each different type of unit, whether it's um, domestic violence or whether it's huh. the dive team or whether it is, um, you know, using traffic enforcement. What, what are the tools that we have? What do we do? How do we do it? Um, and then what are we guided by, you know, by law? So th- those are some of the things that we put in play. But one of the things that I tell the Citizens Police Academy every single time that um, I walk in there for the first day is is that we need their feedback, right? So you can never do things right if you never know what what's going wrong, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So um, I think it's important that we have the feedback to know that you know we can make if we have to make corrections or changes or things that make sense for the public. That's the feedback that we want to hear. Interesting, um, Salem. I would imagine I don't know the statistics, but I would imagine is a unique city in that it has both a woman as a chief of police and a woman as the mayor. Is that as uncommon as I think it is? It, it I think it is. Yes, yeah. yes. And for a while, we've actually had a um, woman as a superintendent of schools. That's true. So we had Margarita Ruiz. We have the interim Kathleen Smith right now. So yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, is it a particular challenge when you go to conferences, that kind of thing? Um, is it still kind of a boys club in the chief of police world and the police world in general? Yeah, I think in the police world in general it is. And it's, I mean, I'm not saying that it is 100%, but it's certainly, this is this is not quite the norm, right? Having a female chief is not quite the norm. Yeah. Um, and I think that, you know, one of the things I know when I first got on, it was, it was oh, well, you're the first woman chief. And, and I really tried to downplay that a little bit because I really think it should be the norm, right? It shouldn't sure. be something, we don't, you know, when, when somebody gets promoted to um, the position and put in the position of chief of police, if it's a, a male, um, you know, w- Kudos to them, great stuff, but nobody's like making a big story about it in the sense that, you know, th- th- we're, we're focused on their gender, right? right. So, so the, the gender shouldn't be focused on here because if it is the norm, then it, it isn't, it, you know, it, it becomes just standard and it's something that people would expect. For sure, for sure. And it's funny, uh, even asking that question, I do feel a little foolish, but it actually occurred to me when I was driving over here, oh, wait, we have a woman mayor? and it, So it's normalized mm-hmm. for me, yes. and it dawned on me as I was driving over, oh, that's kind of interesting. I'll ask her about that. Um, how long have you lived in Salem? I have lived in Salem for the majority of my life. I moved here when I was six. Okay. I, I think you qualify as a local then. I know there's stringent <laughs> guidelines for being a local. Yes. Yeah, so without actually telling you my age, I figured that was the best way to go about this. That was so, smooth. Yeah. Very good. Um, have you, and have you lived in Salem the whole time? Have you ever relocated? Did you go away for school or is this? No, nope, I stayed here. Wow. Yeah. And you, you started in the Salem Police Department and worked your way all the way up? Yes, I had. Yep. That's amazing. Yeah, 1987 I started here, so. Do you have family members that were police officers, or were you the first? You know, no, we don't. We I actually don't. The funny thing is, is I have one first cousin. Very strange. A lot of relatives. One first cousin. It's huh. very, very odd. But anyway, um, he actually went into the DEA, so he's actually just about six months younger than I am. Yeah. And um, so simultaneously, I was, I was uh, coming on the Salem Police Department, and he was going into the DEA. So um, that, that is, that it's really what we had for law enforcement within the family. Nobody wow. in my immediate family. Um, and, um, I now have a, a second cousin who's, uh, an officer in Lynn. So it's, it's sort of creeping expe- in, it's, it's creeping in exactly, <laughs> which is good. So, so what inspired you growing up in Salem then? What inspired you to join the Salem police department? Well, it's going to say it's two things. So one was, was really a thought process from back before I even moved to Salem. So I lived in neighboring uh, city of Lynn. Mm-hmm. And, um, as a little kid, um, I knew that I couldn't go up the street to the park the next, mm. the next street over because there was people that had, um, you know, drugs and uh, knives and guns. And, mm. and it was like, as a kid, like, that's all you want to do is go to the park, sure. right? And go have fun. And so that sort of struck me at that particular point. And then when I moved here, um, I would say that it was really about some of the stuff that I saw with, within some of the bullying in schools. And I didn't, I wasn't appreciative of that. Um, and you know, for me, I kind of like, I look out for the underdog, you know, that's, yeah. that's kind of where I'm at. And so when people are being picked on, um, you know, when somebody's trying to trip somebody that has cerebral palsy as a kid, I'm losing it. You know, yeah. it's, it's something that just to me is like, you gotta be, you gotta treat other people well, you know? And so I think those particular types of things is really what prompted me to, to say, this is what I wanted to do. And by 11, that is what I wanted to do. So so you figured it out early on then. Yes, yeah. I did. Yeah. Um, what are the particular challenges of being a police officer and or the chief of police in Salem specifically? And I think you know where I'm headed with this, but um, 
What what makes Salem unique in terms of police work? What makes it unique in terms of police work? Really um, what I'm getting at yeah, is... Yeah, tell me what you're getting at. October 31st is oh, on a Saturday the, this the year. Oh, crazy time. <laughs> is that what you're talking about? That's where, that's where I'm getting to. October 31st is on a Saturday this year, and it it's is. a full moon. Yes, it is. And daylight savings is like the following day, so oh. the following night. So, oh, um, no. so at 2 o'clock in the morning, it's... Two o'clock in the morning. Yeah, it's daylight saving. <laughs> so, yeah, we have the trifecta um, that coming up this year. So, yeah. um, always a always a challenge, but always interesting. I would say in the last several years, I think we've had we've had really a good good um, a good number of people that have come in that really have been here because they want to be here and enjoy it. So, yeah. we've had a reduced number of people that we've ended up having to arrest. Um, you know, bring in uh, you know as a as a protective custody because. As I say, anytime, I mean, we bring in multiple people, right? We bring in people from um, NEMLAC, right? So it's the Northeast um, Law Enforcement Agency that we work with and uh, multiple agencies around us. We work with, you know, the ATF. We work with um, the MBTA and we work with the the Coast Guard and our own Harbor Master and the Salem Fire Department and our ambulance service. So you think about all the entities that are sort of there in terms of what we're doing. And um, I think that, you know, for the most part, I think most of us are seeing like good things happening. And one of the things that I tell the the folks that come in from out of town is that the thing that to me that's like really important is there's two things that we want to do. One, the only time that we're really going to be taking some specific action is somebody hurting themselves or hurting others. And if you use that as the basis and understand that people are here to actually enjoy themselves and have a good time, then you're not really interfering really with, with things unless they're problematic for uh, for the public in general. so For sure, for sure. But there's a lot of planning that goes along with, I mean, that's, with that, haunted happenings. Yeah, that's and the, that level of coordination that you and your department is having to, to do is not something that your Peabody has to deal with. It's not standard. Yeah. It's not standard. But, you know, the fact is, is so last year we actually ended up doing a, uh, was sort of a, a big group meeting. Um, mm. And it was overseen, um, and we were getting feedback from MEMA relative to, you know, how was our planning? Where, where were our deficiencies? What were some of those things? And this year, we're going to be moving into a tabletop exercise. So what this does is, is even though this may be on a large scale and be totally different than other people, we'll be able to take those same practices and be able to assist people even in smaller scale open um, events that they have in their own communities or if NEMLAC is actually assisting. So I think some of the things that we do are things that can be uh, mimicked and, and they bring to the table, by the way, um, sure. Several things that are, are critical and important, like last year, um, even though it was way too windy and we didn't get to use them, but they, they had a drone group um, from out of Tewksbury. So Chief Sheehan at the time, um, oh, you know, had had the drones. And we and it was great because if, if there was an incident that was going to happen, it was like the drone could be there before the officer's there. Sure. And, and that gives us at least an oversight of what's going on by, before the officer gets there to be able to communicate that. Good stuff, you know. So just thinking about all the things that that we're doing, and then can share, and what other people are actually already doing and share, and then collectively together, I think we have a really good program. So yeah, yeah, that's it. That it, it really blew my mind. I've I've lived here for about twelve years, and when I first moved here, I avoided downtown like the plague on Halloween, and then I started <laughs> as, to as a lot of people do. I started to explore a little bit, and that was one of the first things that I noticed was the 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 police representation from. All over Massachusetts, like not even the North Shore, right? which I thought was really impressive and made me feel good as a you know as a citizen um, that there is that level of coordination and foresight on the department's part 
to get that level of involvement. Yeah, I think I think ultimately, I mean, our involvement with with our federal partners and with our, and obviously with NEMLEC is is a huge piece. I mean, we have officers that actually are you know members of certain teams within NEMLEC, mm-hmm. um, and they will assist other communities. And by the same token, a multitude of their officers assist us here. And uh, you know, it's 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 one of those things where we may not be regionalized as the police department, but we certainly have regional assets. For sure. Yeah. 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 Um, what are you doing to make Salem a better place? I think what we're doing is uh, is one of the things that I think I first said, which was um, I a few years ago we implemented the strategic task force that goes out and deals with problem areas, um, and we deal with it from multiple levels. Um, so one of the things that we do is we're we're not only sort of targeting bad actors, but we're also trying to um, you know break down any barriers of communication with the, with the community, mm. and that's that's as critical as going after the bad actors, right? And so we have to we have to s- sort of hit this. So we actually hit it from like a particular three t- three specific areas, which is <clears throat> fundamentally the community policing aspect of it. Obviously, doing doing surveillance on people that we we know are are problematic, mm. and three, actually going after people who have warrants and trying to remove them from situations where they they may continuously create problems, and so that's one one strategy we're using. But the other one really is about connecting with our community, and so that's why we have the Citizens Police Academy because mm. if you if you think logically about any police department, right? We have we have at max typically about ninety eight officers. But we have a population of about forty-four to forty-five thousand, mm. and so balance when you're looking yeah. at you know what the coverage is relative to that. Having the Citizens Police Academy, having the transparency about what it is that we're doing and how we're doing it, it opens the eyes for um, for the for the residents, and they actually become sort of our eyes and ears, sort of at the same time. Um, you know, not that they're calling up us, telling us every everything that's going on, but they're they're familiar with what's going on. And if there is something that's problematic, they're you know they're uh, people that understand what it is that we're trying to accomplish. Because yeah. we cannot be on every intersection, we cannot be on every street. We have somewhere around 750 streets in the city of Salem. Um, can we can we have the 10 people that may be on the road, or the seven people that may be on the road at one shift um, on every street? Absolutely not. But we certainly can. Fortunately, through vehicle movement, is get to all of them at some particular point. Um, and so I think all the things that we're doing, it's it's about a collective look at it. Yeah. And it is about looking at, um, you know, what's the makeup of our, of our community, you know, and thinking about that. One of the strategies that we've actually been able to do over these last five years, I mean, we started a number of years back, is really developing um, how many people we have on um, with with diverse backgrounds, mm. um, number of Latinos. We've we've actually you know have our two two first Asians. One was actually a direct hire, and one was a transfer that actually came from Rockland. Um, these types of things really help our community understand that they actually have a stake in the police department, right? They have they can feel connected to it, and that and that's a critical role for for me to make sure that that's actually happening because it's not an us and them situation. Yeah. You know, we're here because the public needs us to be here to make sure things don't run haywire, right, and yeah. run amok. Um, and so for them to feel like that they're comfortable enough to be able to come here um, and express anything that's going on, to be able to call us um, either through an anonymous situation or just picking up the phone and giving us a call, very, very important that we have that connection. Yeah. Chief Butler, thanks for your time. Thanks for your service to our city. I appreciate it.
Okay, thank you. Appreciate you being here for today. So yeah, it's fun. Yeah, I'm glad I got to share some of this information. Um, it's certainly helpful for the police department. All right. So thank you. No, I, 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 would, I would love to come back to the police station. I don't think a lot of people say that. Some people don't say it, but <laughs> we do try to make it a friendly environment. <laughs> awesome. That was great. Thank you to Chief Butler, Bob Mulligan, and the Salem Police Department for the hand sanitizer. I would like to talk more to Bob Mulligan. He is an interesting cat, and I think he would make a uh, good Citizen Salem subject. Maybe an expanded edition, because he's out there, man. Alex Asacker wrote and performed the Citizen Salem theme song on her ukulele. Citizen Salem is recorded and produced by me. I'm Chris Paget. If you or someone you know would like to be featured here, send me an email at citizensalem1626 at gmail.com. And that Gmail thing might factor into the future, the short-term future, that is, of Citizen Salem. More to be revealed. i got to sort out some details, but... I've got plans. Thanks for listening to Citizen Salem, and please take care of one another.